Church Life Today is brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union and our listeners. The heart of the Christian is not his own. Instead, our hearts belong to Christ. Our lives as Christ's disciples are an ongoing formation to love what Christ loves, to care for those whom he cares about, and to join him in offering our hearts to the Father. The sacred heart of Jesus is open to us all. Father Joe Laramie of the Society of Jesus has been praying into the heart of Christ for decades. But now, he has been called to bring people from all across the country into this devotion, joining in the prayer of Jesus and offering our own hearts to the Lord. Father Joe serves as the national director of the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, through which Catholics and others around the globe pray and work to meet the challenges of the world as identified by the Pope in his monthly intentions, all while allowing the heart of Jesus to form our own hearts. Father Joe joins me today to talk about this apostleship of prayer, the relationship of the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to Ignatian spirituality, and even his own book, Abide in the Heart of Christ, which leads people through a 10-day retreat at home. I'm Leonard DiLorenzo. This is Church Life Today, a production of the McGrath Institute for Church Life in collaboration with Spoke Street Media Network. I'm glad you're here. Father Joe Laramie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Father Joe, many, many people know about Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, and a lot of people share in this particular apostleship. But for any of our listeners who are not yet familiar with this network, I was wondering if you could basically introduce us. What would you want people to know? Sure. You know, I know you're rooted there at a beautiful Notre Dame University. Um, I've had some Jesuit buddies go through there. Mm -hmm. Love your campus. I sort of wish I needed one more master's degree (laughs) just so I could hang out there for a couple of years. And of course, your basilica is named in honor of the Sacred Heart. So Mm -hmm. maybe a little connection for all the domers out there. You know, the Sacred Heart devotion goes back a long way. A group of young Jesuits about 180 years ago in France, like many young Jesuits, you know, these guys are excited, energetic, and are saying, hey, we want to get out there and uh, serve the Lord and serve the church. And their superior says, yeah, guys, that's great, but I need you to do your studies now. Um, <laughs> work on that Aristotle and Aquinas, and we'll get you out there soon enough. Uh-huh. And they said, well, no, we want to get out there now. We want to be just like the apostles. And he said to them, well, I want you to be apostles of prayer now, and then you can be like the apostles a little later down the road. Well, like, you know, that name kind of stuck. This led to just some deeper prayer and conversations with those guys to say, you know what, maybe if we offer our hearts to the sacred heart of Jesus every day, then we can be in communion with him at a deeper level, but also he can draw us deeper into the life of the church so that we can be connected to our brothers who are out there in mission territories or, you know, teaching and serving the poor. So, you know, kind of just took on this life of its own. So this was in France, again, 175 years ago. Now, there was already a devotion to the Sacred Heart kind of bubbling up, especially in France, but in other places around Europe as well. Of course, the Holy Fathers there at Notre Dame have a a French foundation, so they'd be 
part of this larger movement. This goes back to St. Margaret Mary Alico living in France in the 1600s, who had these powerful visions around the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Her spiritual director was a young Jesuit priest, St. Claude Colombier, who really said to her, gosh, these are authentic visions. This is from Jesus himself. This is also fully consistent with scripture and tradition. And St. Claude went on to become a great kind of apostle of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. So in recent years, um, you know, I think there's been a real desire, even, you know, kind of a movement in the church to really deepen and strengthen this devotion that, you know, in earlier years, maybe it was one that was familiar to a lot of people. You'd see these images of the Sacred Heart around, you know, times change, um, artwork changes a bit. And yet also, I, I just find people have this real hunger and desire for, you know, connection with other people, for also that personal connection with Christ. You know, yes, we want to learn about him. We want to know about the church, but, you know, not just information, but more like formation of the heart, that our hearts can be united with the heart of Jesus every day. He has a risen heart. He has a beating heart right now. We're in the Easter season as we record this uh, little podcast, that this isn't just something that happened 2000 years ago. Like he still has a risen body right now that I can bring my hopes, my fears, my joys to his heart. Jesus who went through the whole range of human emotions during the gospels. You know, we see him in times of joy or sorrow or suffering. So there's a personal connection with Christ, but also again, this wider connection with the body of Christ, his heart at the center of the church his heart moved with compassion for the poor and those in need so that in him, I can be drawn more deeply into love and service for others. So to join in the love of the sacred heart of Jesus, as you're saying, is a, it's not just an information that you, you sort of learn about what Jesus loves. It's actually a slow and really a lifelong daily formation into loving as he loves. So I love the way you put that to be formed to his heart, but also to be formed to the body of Christ. So the group that you're running is the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network. So how does the prayer of the Pope relate to the Sacred Heart of Jesus here, and how is this formation for people who join? How does it undergo? How does it, how Absolutely. Does it take place? Yep. You know, again, for folks who are, you know, on campus at Notre Dame or have seen this image of the Sacred Heart, you know, kind of one up to my little camera right now. So <laughs> we'll translate that into one. an audio file so people can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So this image of the Sacred Heart rooted in really the, the visions of St. Margaret Mary. Uh-huh. So often enough, his heart is portrayed as being on fire with love for the Father, love for all of us. Also, it's a heart that's wounded. So as Jesus hangs on the cross, the soldier's lance piercing his heart, mm-hmm. blood and water flowing out from his sacred heart. And those are truly the sacraments of the church. So from his heart flows the water of baptism, cleansing us, drawing us into his divine life, and also the blood of Christ that we receive at every mass, uh, his body and blood poured out in the Eucharist for us. So, you know, often enough, this starts with just a simple uh, morning offering. This is, this is the one thing I do before I have my coffee every day. So you know it's important because that's the only thing <laughs> when I do. When it comes before coffee. coffee, yeah, right. Yep. 
And, uh, you know, I think Jesus understands, okay, I'm maybe not getting, uh, you know, the best of Joe right now, but okay, he's starting his day with me and that's a good way to begin. This little prayer starts off this line. Oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. Okay, it, it goes on a little further. But I'm starting my day saying, okay, Lord, here I am. I offer my heart in communion with your heart to mingle my joys with your joys, my sorrows with your sorrows. At the end of that prayer is a little line that says, and I offer this for the intentions of all members of the Apostleship of Prayer, and especially for those intentions recommended by our Holy Father this month. And then every month, the Pope puts out a prayer intention. I mean, he typically puts these out at the beginning of the year, so you you got your 12 months kind of ready to go. If you want to peek at those, you can find them on our website, which is popesprayerusa.net. One more time, popesprayerusa.net. No punctuation, no capital letters or anything. You know, and this has been going on for also 100 plus years. Hmm. Certainly Pope Francis brings his own kind of personal vision to this, but I've been praying these things for 20 years or so. And, um, you know, with John Paul II and Pope Benedict, you're going to also see, let's say, prayers from migrants, Mm -hmm. those who are pushed out of their homelands by war or poverty or disasters, maybe a special intention for, for women or for children. This month, we're in the month of April, and it is for fundamental human rights, fundamental human rights. So the church is a great champion of human rights for people to uh, live in freedom, for them to be able to live out their religious teachings with some, some liberty, to be able to live family lives without a bunch of interference from the government. So in previous months, we've had one on... Uh, for robotics and artificial intelligence, that these can be used for the good of the human family. Wow. You know, this one was kind of interesting. And uh, I did get a handful of emails, people intrigued and maybe uh-huh. confused. Uh-huh. Like, so are we supposed to be baptizing robots? Is that the intention? <laughs> right. right. And I, I talked about it in a little video saying, you know, I think we're praying here that do we want our future to look more like the Jetsons or like a Terminator movie, you know? <laughs> so the Jetsons, let's say they're helpful. Okay, yeah, technology being you yeah, in general to help people uh-huh. to live a life of peace and joy versus a Terminator movie kind of things turned upside down and like right. you know, we're serving the robots instead of the other way around. Exactly. Exactly. This is Leonard DiLorenzo. You're listening to Church Life Today on Spoke Street Media Network. My guest is Father Joe Laramie, National Director of the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network and author of Abide in the Heart of Christ, a 10-day personal retreat with St. Ignatius of Loyola based on the spiritual exercises. You know, I'm thinking uh, that prayer intention in particular that wouldn't naturally bubble up from you know, my heart or your heart necessarily, or anyone else that happens to be praying along with this apostleship, or even these intentions of the Holy Father for fundamental human rights. In my, you know, daily experience and what would otherwise occupy my mind and heart, I might not be prompted to that prayer in April, right? So I'm sort of struck by how taking on in this discipline of uniting my own personal prayer 
to the prayers of the Holy Father is a way of stretching my own heart, right? To to stretch mm-hmm. it to the boundaries of the needs of others who aren't in my immediate vicinity, who I wouldn't otherwise see. How is this, do you think, a way of forming our hearts as Christians, especially as Catholics? Absolutely. Um, that Catholic universal vision. So we are one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Um, you know, folks who have traveled a little bit, um, you can go to mass anywhere in the world and it's going to have a very familiar ritual to it. Now the words might be in Spanish or Italian or Chinese, um, you know, something so beautiful that, you know, we are universal and there are these particulars, right? So we've got, you know, different saints who might be connected to different cities or countries, different language groups, different cultures. And the Pope as a you know, unique role of the chief shepherd here on earth gets to, to try to pray for and guide us to care for each other around the world. You know, something really beautiful that we can reflect on these different kind of world issues or different groups of people that, you know, we love our brothers and sisters from other churches, but some of those have, you know, a very distinctive American mm-hmm. character to them. They might be only in one small part of the United States, for instance. And hey, let me say for for all Christians, if you want to pray with the Sacred Heart, I support you. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus loves all of us, and that other folks might also feel moved to say, "Gosh, yeah, I want to be drawn into this life of Christ to pray for Christians and for the whole world." That this can be a great kind of entryway or doorway uh, into that mode of prayer. Can you speak a little bit about the relationship of the devotion uh, to the Sacred Heart and Ignatian spirituality in particular? How, in what ways does this particular devotion find a home or a foundation in Ignatian spirituality? And maybe how does Ignatian spirituality practice us in this devotion? Absolutely. Yeah, I do a little uh, PowerPoint presentation now and then that I call 500 Years in Five Minutes. That kind of... <laughs> You know, it's a a quick dash through the time of Ignatius. He lived in Spain just about 500 years ago through the kind of growth of the Sacred Heart movement in France in the 1600s into this apostleship of prayer and kind of up to the present day. So in the writings of St. Ignatius Loyola, I think you hear kind of some hints of the Sacred Heart devotion. It, It was, you know, around in a kind of small way Mm -hmm. during his time, but really, you know, the Holy Spirit poured some oil on the fire in the 1600s that really made this a big movement. You know, you certainly see in the writings of Ignatius, this kind of heart to heart conversation with Jesus. He calls it a colloquy, which is just kind of fancy word of saying a friendly conversation with the Lord. We also see this kind of connection of our emotions with the emotions of Jesus that as we ponder the passion, for instance, you know, we're just wrapping up Holy Week, that actually we should pray for a spirit of sorrow and compassion as we behold Jesus on the cross. Now, some people might say, you know, Father Joe, I'm coming to Mass or for a retreat to get rid of feelings of sorrow. Why should I pray for more sorrow? Uh But, you know, the wisdom of the saints, well, gosh, that's the proper response as we behold Jesus our Lord pouring out his life for us on the cross. At other times in Easter, we can ask to share in the joy of the risen Christ as he brings his joy and confirmation uh, to his disciples. 
So in a certain way, maybe Ignatius helped lay some of the foundation or the groundwork for this devotion. Again, Jesuits picked this up in a big way, but it's a little bit like the rosary with the Dominicans. So, okay, Dominicans are connected with the rosary, but, you know, they don't own the rosary. Mm -hmm. Like this is for the whole church. Mm -hmm. Well, similar with the sacred heart. And again, you know, domers, you got your basilica there on your beautiful campus. This isn't a Jesuit church, but this is rather uh, just a devotion for the whole church, which is the heart of Jesus. You know, also this sense, especially in our own day, of being moved to action. You know, that, yes, we want to be united with Christ, share his joys and sorrows, be plunged into the body of Christ, the church. And then to the extent that we can, to even learn about or maybe take action on some of these papal prayer intentions. You know, kids in high school, like, hey, you're in the robotics club. What about bringing this discussion into your little group? Okay, hey, we're doing this cool stuff, and let's think about how to really use this for the good of others. Yeah, we're making our battle bots. That's kind of fun to make things (laughs) explode, but what can we do to reach out to those in need, this great technology, or this fundamental human rights, maybe even just learning about it in a classroom, in a parish, in a small group, and then even in small ways, can I... Who knows? Just volunteer uh, for voter registration in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a small thing. We have a lot of freedoms in our country, thanks be to God, but we also want to protect those and keep building those up. So that spirit of kind of prayer and action, again, not just a Jesuit thing, but yeah. something for the whole church. Yeah, no, I really love that. And I love the way, you know, especially at the beginning there, you're talking about the way in which through, especially the exercises, you pray that, you know, for this spirit of sorrow around Jesus's passion or to basically to follow him in his, not just experience of our humanity, but through his redeeming and saving love, giving the father's love to us. And those who are familiar with the exercises would know that, you know, a hallmark of the exercises is this consistent and regular contemplation or meditation on the mysteries of the life of the Lord. So, I'm wondering, you know, the wisdom of that and being formed to Jesus himself, to the way in which he makes himself present. And the thing that I think about is if we're not formed to him, it doesn't mean we're not going to be formed. It just means we're going to be formed to something else. And oftentimes we don't know what what is forming us. Hmm. And so as you were talking about, you know, thinking about, say, you know, teenagers who have a various, you know, set of interests uh, those interests are formative, of course, but there's also all kinds of different images and advertisements, not in a very direct way, but in a very sort of <laughs> diffuse way that are formative of people and are the sort of brands that take hold of us. I wonder how you would think about this devotion to the Sacred Heart of following closely behind Jesus and giving him the priority, how that might be especially healing to us in our modern lives when we're subject to so many formative influences otherwise. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, even let's say sort of expectations, Mm. like whose expectations am I trying to live up to? You know, turn on the TV or scroll through your Instagram. Maybe there's a sort of pressure there to be fabulous and beautiful and an influencer and uh, rich and, you know, fill in the blanks, right? Right. Okay, there's certainly some good things about 
working hard and, you know, if you got a nice haircut, I'm not going to criticize you. I, I actually, I never have a bad hair day right now. Uh, <laughs> I've got what I like to call the Ignatius cut, uh, which is kind of short on top. It and is then, very uh, Ignatian. You're right. Yeah. Let the beard flow a little bit. Anyhow, but those expectations, you know, can be actually crushing in time if we kind of let them run over us, right? To be constantly beautiful and fabulous and successful. Well, is that really possible? Is that realistic? And who wants me to do this and why? Versus the expectations of Christ who calls me into communion with himself, knows that sorrow and suffering and even failure is going to be part of my life from time to time. He was there to comfort me and encourage me that, in fact, those experiences can even be fruitful in him that maybe can open my heart to a spirit of compassion for those who are also suffering, struggling in various ways. You know, to kind of deliberately take time to let him form my heart, even to start my every day with that little offering prayer. And then maybe I have new eyes to see the world around me to see like, okay, which of these expectations are realistic or humane and which ones are the opposite? And I can say no to those. Yeah. This is Leonard Lorenzo. You're listening to Church Life Today on Spoke Street Media Network. My guest is Father Joe Laramie, National Director of the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network and author of Abide in the Heart of Christ, a 10-day personal retreat with St. Ignatius of Loyola based on his spiritual exercises. I'd love to talk a little bit about that book with you here in the, the last little segment that we have together. Uh, my, my impression of this book is you're building on Ignatius's brilliant insight, which is that the Lord seeks to engage us, to form us, to free us, not outside of our concrete, messy, peculiar lived experiences, but right in the midst of it and to transform that, to make us followers right there with who we are. And I have the impression from your book that you're actually trying to make this even more accessible to people, to reach into our lives such as they are on a 10-day personal retreat, as you put it, with a bit of guidance and you as the, in some ways as the retreat director, how do you seek to direct people through this book in and through the exercises? Mm. Yeah, another uh, Notre Dame shout out here. So this is published by Ave Maria Press, mm-hmm. which is based right there at Notre Dame. Um, my editor is fabulous, uh, Catherine Hours, who's a proud grad of Notre Dame. So, and I wrote this book before I got this job. So be careful what you write. Sometimes (laughs) your superiors will read it and then say things to you like, hey, Joe, saw your book. Nice connection of Ignatius and the Sacred Heart Devotion. I'm looking for some new guy to take over this Pope's Prayer Network. What do you say? Yeah. You know, Jesuit superiors can be very persuasive. So here I am. Uh, you know, a few months later. Yeah, I think for me, this this connection, I've really grown in my own devotion to the Sacred Heart as I've kind of even learned more about the spiritual exercises. Again, there is a long connection here going back a couple centuries that's maybe less known today, but I think still really fruitful. You know, I've preached retreats for high school students, for college students, um, even for focus missionaries or women's retreats, you know, at first I just would kind of like mention something about the sacred heart 
But as a preacher, you know, even as a teacher, you can feel it when people connect with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And even they would come back to me later and say, oh, Father Joe, I really like that example you gave about the sacred heart. Like, you know, note to self, like, be sure I talk about that again next time when I give this talk. Slowly just try to like keep filling it out to kind of put more sacred heart into my retreat talks. Again, it was fruitful for me. It seemed like it was connecting with people around me. So I, at that, at that point, kind of had a rough draft of more or less 10 retreat talks that could be packaged into a little 10-day personal retreat that kind of walks you through some of the writings of St. Ignatius, but again, with a kind of strong Sacred Heart theme there. This is a retreat you could do in daily life. So if you want to go to a retreat house, I support you. That's great. For other folks, hey, that's hard to do. You know, I got two kids at home or I'm working full time. Okay, what if you take a little time during the day, maybe some reading in the morning, some prayer in the evening, that you can do a little retreat guided by a saint, and then hopefully continue to bear fruit in the days ahead. Really, really lovely. So folks who would want to join you, especially in the in the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network, how do they get started? I mean, do you just just go to the website and just start? Is there a sign up? Is there a way to to get this going? Sure. Lots of ways to dive in. Yeah. Poke around on our website. And we've, I mentioned Instagram, you know, we've got all the social media stuff because we want to, we want to be where you are Uh to offer this devotion as best as we can. Yeah. You might start with that little morning offering prayer, Uh take a peek at a few of the Pope's intentions from maybe last month and this month, just to kind of get a feel for it. We offer other little reflections like Every Friday, a little short video that is often connected to the Sacred Heart or maybe the Pope's prayer intention. We did a little short online retreat for Lent that, again, tries to connect some of these themes together. If you want to send us an email, we have an email list. We even send out some mailings a couple times a year. So however you want to get started, we want to help you to do that. Excellent. Again, you can find the Pope's Worldwide Prayer Network at Pope's prayerusa.net. That's popesprayerusa.net. And Father Joe Laramie's book that he was just discussing with us is Abide in the Heart of Christ. It's published, as he mentioned, by Ave Maria Press, and you can find it wherever you find books these days, all those same places. Well, Father Joe, thank you so much for this conversation, for joining us here on Church Life today. Lenny, thanks so much, and go Irish. You know it. And thanks to all of you for joining us on Church Life Today. Church Life Today is a production of Spoke Street Media and the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame and is brought to you in part by Notre Dame FCU and our listeners.